just before we get this started, I just want to let people know that we've got an offer on our Patreon at the minute. We've got our firm, it's called the hundred first under club. Um, we do have Patreon members, but we're running an offer now, and it's one pound fifty for everything. You get all the perks, but there's only a hundred spaces. A few, a lot of them have gone now. So once they're gone, they're gone. But you can stay on that tier for as long as you want, paying the one pound fifty. But if once they go, you get you get extra episodes, early episodes. There's already eight extras on there now, specials, and we've got crazy plans in the future. So just to let you know, we've got the offer, and the links in the description below. Today's podcast is sponsored by the Carp Company. The Carp Company is specialist in supplying, buying and trading in new and used premium quality carp fishing tackle. Their Instagram page has constantly updates with new products available, deals and bundles, weekly raffles and giveaways. This independent business is recently under new ownership with big plans for the future, aiming by the end of 2023 to be stocking brand new tackle and equipment from the largest companies in the fishing industry with financial options soon will be available follow the carp company on instagram now to enter yourself automatically in their 3k followers prize giveaway the carp company are the number one up-and-coming fishing supplying specialists in the northwest they also ship all over the world and all over britain so make sure you give them a follow. They won't be beaten on price or quality. That's the Carp Company. All links in the description below. Thank you. When Joe went, that void was filled by young kids in very serious positions who haven't had proper jobs before, who are now looking after areas that over Joe's term have brought in eight billion of development. And now... Uh, it takes two years for the same planning process that under Joe's rule took 13 weeks. So that's the great thing of Joe. Joe would always make sure that things got done. Yeah. The bad thing about Joe was that he allowed uh, people for the wrong side of the path to run the corridors of power within the council. Yeah. And those people were very serious people. Yeah. And I don't think he had the backbone and who would to stand up exactly. against it and want it in the door. See, a lot of people, you, well, most people in Liverpool will probably look at Joe Anderson and say, corrupted, this, this, this. But obviously you know a lot more more about it than others. Um, but yeah, if you're getting pressure put on, yeah, it's not as easy to just go... People will say like, yeah, he's tough money, this, that and the other, but it's not as easy to just say no, is it? Do you know what I mean? Well, I think when you let the devil in the door... Yeah, it's letting them in to begin with, isn't it? And, and then you are stuck. And then yeah. it's about um, how do I do as little as possible so I don't piss anyone off? Yeah, yeah. And, and I think it's as aggressive as that. I, I was there and I've seen Joe getting shouted at um, in, in a council um, nighttime meeting after they'd just done really well in the local elections. And I've seen Joe getting shouted at by a developer in, in a very, very aggressive way. <laughs> I mean, like, heavy. Yeah. To the point where, you know, Joe, Joe wouldn't even turn around and look, but acknowledged by looking over his wife's shoulder. I said, I know he, he knew what he was saying. 
and then he walked on. And, and the words he used were about as scousely aggressive as you can possibly get. Yeah. I, I don't think there's ever been a bridge between uh, businessmen who are loud and proud and got to be seen, yeah. and the assets got to be there, to white man in the van who's got no assets but is very wealthy, yeah. to politicians. And I think the encrypted phones, actually, I think over next year you'll see uh, the bridge between those three worlds. Yeah, yeah, and I don't think that's ever been seen before. So this will end up being a a pocket battlefield. Would you speak about that if you could? I wouldn't. No. Uh, there's videos where I have done before, like no, when it was building up to it, and then they've been demonetized. But I wouldn't. But I bet you there's a lot of channels that are closer to home to today that want to, and they can't. But you, but your your knowledge is is street driven, isn't it? it it's the, your understanding of what's going on in the street and yeah. you've got a lot more knowledge than what you than what you put out on your channel yeah you've got a lot more yeah yeah see I think a lot of people realise like I have but there's a lot of things that I've never that I can't speak about because but you so, so three is my view right? yeah yeah it, me speaking to you for five minutes before um, I got more from you in the five minutes than what I got off you. Not, not, not that I don't find that interesting, by the way. I do find that interesting yeah, yeah. and I do watch it. But the five minutes that I got off you before, I, I, I went, wow, you're so, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. You know exactly. Because I know from a slightly different perspective than you. Yeah. But we both knew the same thing, yeah, yeah. didn't we? Yeah. I was just in the middle of, of COVID and um, uh, Shankly was closed down. And we uh, had three detectives turned up. Uh, at the door, knocked on the door, came in, uh, said, go and get Mrs. Kenwright. I said to him, have, have I done something wrong? He went, no, not at all. So we sat down. They gave me and my wife uh, and husband one, uh, which we had to sign. They said they had a um, house waiting for us in Wales for us to leave that night. They intercepted a message. Now, it was before encrypted phones. I knew about encrypted phones. Yeah. Well, I didn't know they were watching encrypted yeah, phones. Yeah. But it all come out. But obviously they were. Yeah, yeah. So they said, uh, there's a message, we've intercepted messages uh, of your imminent demise um, by people known to us who are very capable. We've walked around the entire estate of the Shankly Hotel. We've been downstairs in the car park. We know Victoria Street is extremely cameraed. We know your hotel is cameraed. Um, there is an option for you to stay here. I said, we want to stay here. They thought, well, okay, then we're going to put a car outside of the Shankly, which he did do for six weeks. Yeah. And then after six weeks, I'm not going to say who the people who yeah, called yeah. me. Two two people called me, one a politician. Well, <laughs> one called me, it was in that way, it was in, 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 in a world, let's just say that. Yeah. Uh, and um, and a politician texted me. So a pol uh, the person who phoned me, said, do you think blah, blah, blah is corrupt? And I said, I don't care. I'm trying to save my life, my business, yeah, yeah. everything. Um, and that was about a 40 minute call. And then the next morning, the politician texted me and said, I hope you know, I'd never hate you or your wife, blah, 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 blah. Three days later, police came and said, there's been a stand down. Wow. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, them husband, I've heard them husband, so they give you op did they give you options, do they? Like, obviously, yeah. I don't think normally, I, th I think because the Shankly was closed at the time due to COVID, uh, I think they they felt that it was far more secure than anywhere else would be. And I think the shuddering fact was when he stated these people are known and extremely capable. Yeah. 
Just want to do a shout out to the Laughing Lounge, South Road Waterloo. We're in partnership with them now. We will be doing two live podcast events every month, starting this month. With our first big event, was an evening with Dougie Joyce, with a live podcast with Dougie. We had three comedians on, Video Craig, Steve Baker, Adam Muse. We had live music, and we also had a second live podcast with Ben Atchie. That was all for just £10 or £20 with a five-star meal. The next one is the 10th of June. That's a live podcast with Thomas Hartley. Thomas Hartley is a massive social media presence and reality TV star. He was part of the Married at First Sight program. We will also have live music, three comedians and possibly another live podcast. The one comedian confirmed is Sarah Levine. Then the next month we will have an evening with Danny Christie. Danny Christie has recently won the British title in the biggest bare-knuckle platform, the BKFC. And it's all happening in the Laughing Lounge. It's brand new. You won't get a better function suite out there. That's the Laughing Lounge, South Road, Waterloo. All the links are in the description or contact them on Instagram. Thank you. everyone and welcome back to the i kid you not podcast with me the host joe kid um, and i just want to give a shout out to today's official sponsor is my old superstore on townsend lane uh, make sure you if you need any you know he does wholesale stuff he's got all the primes paddy the body things they've got everything it's the biggest super supermarket in liverpool like small chain type thing so it's on Townsend Lane my old superstore um, yeah so today I've got a great guest on been wanting to get him on for a while um, have a little catch up see what he's been up to in this mad city of Liverpool so yeah London's Ken Knight yeah. how you doing mate I'm doing well and thanks for having me on yeah man been emailing if we've been back and forth for a bit it's hard isn't it i find this with loads of guests it's hard yeah. to actually get get the dates on do you know what i mean yeah no it's it's always tough to get together but i mean yeah that's it so yeah i just wanted to catch up i've seen it on other podcasts in the past um you know a lot of people who don't know lawrence will know him because you know he's he's the founder of signature living aren't you yep shankly hotel dixie dean did you open the one in ireland no, didn't get to that one. COVID scene. Yeah, yeah, because you were about you were going, weren't you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So you all know the Shankly and all that. For anyone who doesn't know Lawrence, so he's the he's the owner of the Signature Living. Don't um, forget Alma de Cuba. <laughs> oh yeah, there's Alma de Cuba. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. I didn't know that. See, yeah, learn new yeah. things. So Alma de Cuba, everyone knows that too. So yeah, um, last time I seen him on a podcast and that it was more going into the fact of the Labour Party the joe anderson subject and stuff like that so how's things been going with yourself and and everything so probably around three months ago maybe even four months ago i, I met up with a friend um who wanted me to meet one of his mates and he wanted me to tell him about how i perceived the fraud and corruption going on in the city 
when we met up, I think within three days, he had about 15 mates who wanted to meet me to go through what's gone on. Yeah. And then I think that night, I think I turned up to a place and there was 90 people there to understand what's been going on. And then we met again and then there was 200 people there. Wow. So there was an awful lot of people, mostly alpha males really, who wants to understand the trials and tribulations of the city, the council and the way it's conducted itself and how it's, how it's uh, brought fraud and corruption to our doors. Yeah. Um, and I think what they liked about what I was saying was I wasn't actually having a go with Joe Anderson. Yeah. I actually thought Joe Anderson, and I said this during the conversations, that he actually brought a lot of investments and was very good for the city. And he brought a lot of cranes to the city. Yeah. And now with Joe gone, those cranes are gone, gone development's yeah. gone, and the skill set's gone. And um, when Joe went, that void was filled by young kids in very serious positions who haven't had proper jobs before, who are now looking after the areas that over Joe's term have brought in eight billion of development. And now uh, it takes two years for the same planning process that under Joe's rule took 13 weeks. So that's the great thing of Joe. Joe would always make sure that things got done. Yeah. The bad thing about Joe was that he allowed uh, people for the wrong side of the path to run the corridors of power within the council. Yeah. And those people were very serious people. Yeah. And I don't think he had the backbone and who would to stand up exactly. against him and want it in the door. See, a lot of people, well, most people in Liverpool will probably look at Joe Anderson and say corrupted, this, this, this. But obviously you know a lot more more about it than others. Um, but yeah, if you're getting pressure put on you, it's not as easy to just go... People will say like, yeah, he's tough money, this, that and the other, but it's not as easy as you just say no, is it? Do you know what I mean? Well, I think when you let the devil in the door... Yeah, it's, it's letting them in to begin with, isn't it? And, and then you are stuck. And yeah. then it's about... Um, how do I do as little as possible so I don't piss anyone off? Yeah, yeah. And, and I think it's as aggressive as that. I, I was there and I've seen Joe getting shouted at um, in, in a council um, nighttime meeting after they'd just done really well in the local elections. And I've seen Joe getting shouted at by a developer in, in a very, very aggressive way. <laughs> I mean, like, heavy. Yeah. To the point where, you know, Joe, Joe wouldn't even turn around and look, but acknowledged by looking over his wife's shoulder. I said, I know he, he knew what he was saying. And then he walked on. And, and the words he used were about as scousely aggressive as you can possibly get. Yeah. Um, Joe then went and sought, in my view, went and sought to get some saviour from someone higher up that chain. Okay. So then he owes, now he owes, but now he owes to even more serious people. So you can see the labyrinth that he goes into and you can see how we can't get out of it. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, as you say, it's the mis the biggest mistake he's made, basically, is letting him in to begin with, isn't it? And then it's hard, as you say. So we're all scousers, aren't we? Yeah. You know. Yeah, that's it. I, I'm, born, I'm, I'm born and born. I know for a fact if I was doing the same job, they'd be in. <laughs> well, would they? You know, so so you understand. It depends what salary is on that, do you know what I mean? I don't know. Well, so you understand once you let them in, yeah, they're going to devour you, aren't they? Yeah. Okay. They, they never grew up with you. Your, your mum and their mum didn't natter over the fence. Yeah, yeah. 
it, it ain't about like families going together and they fall out all the time anyway. Yeah. They don't care. Exactly. They're there for one thing. But they'll have made him feel like there was his family and they were doing this, that and the other. Of course. Yeah, yeah. They're very good at that, aren't they? Yeah, yeah. So the problem with Joe was he let them in the door. He obviously promised them a lot. Yeah. And when it was taken away from as in the mayor position, the problem he's got is how can he sign it off? Well, he can't. But he's promised them. And in that world, mate, as you well know, yeah. if you promise, they're going to get it. Yeah, of course. So that's his problem. Yeah. He has to deal with that now. He's a very lonely man sitting on his own. I do feel sorry for him. I've got no axe to grind with Joe. I only have an axe to grind for the city. And yeah. the axe to grind for the city now is that we have people in positions who haven't got a clue about what they're doing. And therefore, the missed opportunity for the city will mean that we won't have jobs in the future for our kids. That's a fact. Yeah, it is. You can see, you can see the amount of buildings that are just left, like to, with the footings in them. You, you know what I mean? The but, amount but, of projects. So I'm not bothered about that because those footings will be taken over by someone. Yeah, I get that. Yeah, and yeah. they'll be getting taken over. So I'm not bothered about that. I'm bothered about one um, when you are a developer from outside the city and you've got ten million pounds to park in the city. You're not going to park it in the city now because the plan of permission has gone from under Joe's control of 13 weeks to now a standard two years to get plan of permission, which means at this moment in time, you're paying up to 13 to 15% for your money now because of the way inflation has gone. Yeah. So if you're parking 10 million in Liverpool for two years, you've lost 2.6 million just in interest while you're waiting for plan. No one's doing that. That means Liverpool's got two things, tourism and development. It means our development has now gone, which means our jobs are going to go. Yeah. So our future's going in front of our eyes and we're getting told by the Labour Party, don't worry, we've got all this sorted. You haven't. You haven't got the skill set. We need the skill set. It can't be people in position because of friendships. So it has to be people in position because of knowledge. Yeah. Is the two-year waiting list because of the skill set then? Like they haven't got the things to get it done? So look, th there's fraud and corruption everywhere. Yeah. Or that's that's the tone. So people, council officers then stop making decisions because decisions get scrutinised. And when they're scrutinising, then there's there's blame. Okay, so people, so people don't want to make decisions. Yeah, 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 so man. therefore, we're not entrepreneurial anymore and we need to be entrepreneurial because we've got a lot of catching up to do. Yeah. So we're not entrepreneurial, not making them decisions and therefore those decisions then they're getting left because no one wants to make them. And because of that, we're not going to have people who want to develop here. And if we don't have people who develop here, we're not going to have investment. We're not investment. We don't have jobs. It's just yeah. Because we went through the boom, didn't we? As you say, you see, you, you'd see the skyline just full of cranes. I think everyone just thinks, oh, yeah, it was sweet because that's being built, but it's got to keep going, hasn't it? Well, it stopped. Yeah. That's it's what I mean. Stopped. It's got to keep yeah. going. If it so doesn't, yeah. The, uh, the, the 800 million or whatever the figure was a year that was getting developed in Liverpool, uh, I think under Joe's control, it was 8 billion. That's coming to a trickle now. That's not happening. So we're losing that skill set, which means that skill set will leave the city in order to find work. Yeah, of course, yeah. That's it. It's crazy. That's what I mean. A lot of people don't... You can slag Joe. People... Could, he gets the headlines, corrupt, whatever. But then, if you put it in that point of view, then at least he was... I don't know. Is it better having him in than out sort of thing? Do you know what I mean? Well, well no, we can't have him in because... Anyone taking a fiver is bad enough. Oh, so, yeah, yeah, you so, can't get them back. So, look, do I believe that his friendships were based on um, him gaining something from someone? Yes, I personally do believe that. Yeah. And on that basis, um, whatever he gained 
or whatever his team gained um, could be tarnished by what's going on before our eyes now with um, the gangland warfares and the and the issues with um, what's happening with drugs in our city. Yeah. I think this is all coming to a crescendo. I think businessmen sit in the political world and also sit it, some of them in the gangster world. Yeah. Because um, money from that world lubricates the wheels of business in the development world. There's 39 sites that have gone bust in Liverpool and everyone said it's because of COVID. It's not because of COVID. Because of Encro. It's because of Encro. It's because the fluidity of money, either that person who had that phone is either going to jail or he's gone low or he's left. Yeah. Either way, he ain't pulling that money from underneath his bed and putting it out in a building site in order for it to go off to the Cayman Islands in a trust fund, is he? No. So that means the liquidity that was promised to come over is no longer there, which means that businessman developer is now short of those funds, which means the end of going bust. Yeah. Now that's a calamity from the gangster side, but it's also a calamity from a banking side. All banks now are willing to close down companies. And I think there's 265 building companies a month going bust. That's in the Financial Times, by the way. And it's all because banks will see their position in a better place by putting the company into liquidation because unsecureds end up with 10p in the pound and secured, of which the bank are, get 140p in the pound on average. So it's, it's, a, it's just a calamity of situations all at the same time. It's banks trying to be, um, try and gain as much profit as they possibly can. It's the gangster side of the world not being able to put the money into the development sites. And then with it, with also then the Max Cole report, which says there's fraud and corruption everywhere, which is factual. Yeah. And it was read out in the House of Parliament. So Liverpool has got at least three battles, three fronts coming in on it, squeezing it. In, and pushing it down into nothing. Yeah. And so what Liberate Liverpool was about was about being entrepreneurial, having a skill set and putting the people in a position, not necessarily me, because I'm not running for council. So the people who are in position to run for council to go for the positions based on their, uh, on their merit, based on their knowledge. Yeah. So, but Liverpool is now run by people based on friendships, not based on skill set. It's mad that. That's what I mean. It's yeah. When you break it out like that, it's even like the likes of what's been going on lately. You see in the Panorama program coming out about Liverpool, like there's been loads of shootings, this, that, and the other. But it's just all my mad knock-on effect, isn't it? Of everything, do you know what I mean? Like even like the Encro, I do a lot about the Encro corruption, which is like which is baff baffling when you get down and deep with it. But like I was surprised when Encro come out because I thought the government wouldn't want to take everyone away because of the likes of the money. Do you know what I mean? It's like it's never happened before, has it? I, I don't think there's ever been a bridge between uh, businessmen who are loud and proud and got to be seen, yeah, and the assets got to be there, to white man in the van who's got no assets but is very wealthy, yeah, to politicians. And I think the encrypted phones actually, I think over next year you'll see. Uh, the bridge between those three worlds. Yeah, yeah, And I don't think that's ever been seen before. So this will end up being a a pocket battlefield. Yeah. 
it'll be about proceeds of crime because for the first time, it isn't white man in the van who has nothing in his name who they can hit with a proceeds of crime order. It's about, oh, the gangster's now being done. So therefore, by association, the businessman on the crypto phone, yeah. the money went to the businessman, so now he's done. Now he's facing pocket, first time of this level ever. Yeah. And then it will be the association, well, what did the politician get? Now, if the politician has gained money in a satchel from a businessman, and that businessman's just been done because he's in partnership with gangster, then you're going to see this linear line, aren't you, going right the way through from gangster to businessman to politician. Yeah. And I think that's where this is going to end. I don't think this is anything about, I mean, it is about the drugs and it is about stopping drugs. I'm not saying it isn't. But I think a massive part of it is the pocket, isn't it? It's that's what I thought when it first happened. All of this is about pocket. Yeah, million And percent. this will end up as pocket because local police get 50%. Yeah. I'm not saying the policemen get 50%. No, I know what you mean. I'm saying the police force get 50%, yeah. which, look, you're going to be against that. I'm probably not. But that's but but that in itself is corruption. Like, I'm not saying it's it's out there corruption, but they're like, I know for a fact it's for pocket. So so them going out and doing it for pocket, that's that on their side, that's like not the, you know what I mean? That that shouldn't be a reason why you're doing all these people, if you get me. No. No, but let's just let's just unravel that a little bit. Right. In order for this to get the funding, it has to go through the CPS, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah. Okay. So the CPS will only go after it if there's a good collar at the end. Now, that's going to cost a lot of money. There's an awful lot of funding going on in Liverpool and Liverpool alone. And that's why a lot of sex offenders get out, because there's no pocket. Exactly. And why is that? There's no money. Exactly. Okay, so we know that... I'm not saying it's the, the be-all and end-all for them to award the money to the police force. So in, in essence, the CBS, they basically are the funders to the police, aren't they? In yeah, order yeah. for them to do their case study, in order for them to, to rest. So we know that's a fact. I believe, and I'm sure you do as well, that pocket, which shouldn't be the main reason, but look, we're all humans, aren't we? Mm. I, I'm saying that there are good police and bad police. There are good gangsters and there are bad gangsters. There are good businessmen, there are bad businessmen. Uh, I'm not saying that the police have done everything correct. And I don't think they have. I think when Joe got arrested, I think that was a bullshit charge. Well, it wasn't a charge, it was an arrest. And I think it was a, uh, let, let's see what we can find. Let's ruffle his feathers. Let's see what we can do. And there was about 14 arrests at that time. Yeah. That was uh, politically motivated to do with Operation Aloft. Operation Aloft was to do with witness intimidation and possible fraud and corruption. I don't think they had anything then. I think that was just a, let's just throw it in and see what we can, see find. What we can find. Now, there's a thing come out now about the um, the detective that went after Joe. And there's a van actually going around Liverpool today saying that um, he's been charged himself now. So that doesn't diminish what Joe's done. That doesn't diminish what they're doing. But it does show that there is corruption Everywhere. 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 Million percent. It doesn't mean say the police are bad at what they do. It just means that there are some bad policemen. Yeah. But I mean even at the highest level, NCA, that's who ran Operation Vernetic and Crow. They obtained the warrants and everything fraudulently. fact they did. It's fact. So at the start it was just it started with the fraudulent warrant. It started with typing 
chats up, which is against the law in Britain. Mm. Not fraudulently, it's against the law to to have live intercept in Britain, you know what I mean? Sure. They tried to say it was off the phones, but uh, they found out lately that it's not. Would that, would that, did that interfere with the crime that was committed then? No, but that's the thing. That's that's where I get thingy. Like, I'll do the, the podcast on corruption, trying out, yep. yeah, that is corruption, the way they've done it. They broke the law, and we're trying to prove otherwise, and there is innocent people out there or not solely innocent, but not as big as the they're getting at. But then I'm getting like, yeah, but they're still doing it. So, yeah, it doesn't. Yeah. But if they'd done the police work properly at the start, there'd be none of this corruption. Yeah. Uh, look, there is no doubt that police make mistakes all the time. There's no doubt that there are bad policemen. Yeah. They'll admit that themselves. My view is, and I'm, I, look, I'm not really getting involved in the, um, uh, in, in the issues to do with the encrypted phones. Yeah, yeah. You know, that world's not my world. Um, I think if there's a crime committed and it can be proven, then let it be proven. If it can't be proven, then let's all get on with our lives. Yeah. The problem what Liverpool's got is we now seem to be the mecca for fraud, corruption and gangsterism. Yeah. And at some point we've got to let go of that and move on with the city. Otherwise, what happened to us in the 80s, weirdly enough, is happened to us again. And if, if if we're not slight of foot and we're not quick enough to get away from this, it's going to end up being like a lead weight round our necks mm -hmm. and it's going to pull the city down further than what we'd like it to be. And look, you're younger than me. I'm, I'm 57. You're a lot younger than me. <laughs> so, you know, I was, I left school at 15 without any qualifications. Uh, my dad was a docker. He had one leg. Uh, don't ask me how that works. <laughs> um, my mum was a short work, a short, uh, court worker. Uh, my first job was shoveling full of earth, which was manure, because there was no jobs in here. It was in the Hatton era. I'm not blaming Derek Hatton, but I do think he went too far. Oh, yeah, it is. But I'm not blaming Derek Hatton because Liverpool went from 700,000 people down to 480,000 people in about a seven-year period. Yeah. It wasn't all down to Derek Hatton, but a large part of it was yeah. because of managed decline. Now, I'm not going on about Margaret Thatcher too much. <laughs> But in the end, Margaret Thatcher, through Heseltine, it ensured a lot of investment happened here. But she made sure she strangled us to death first and then we resuscitated us. Mm. That's what she done. And it caused so much dire effect to the city that me, as a 15-year-old kid without any qualifications, couldn't find a job. Well, nor could anyone else. So that's why the riots come. Yeah. They created a black hole for cocaine to flourish. Because a lot of the dockers couldn't get jobs, a lot of the people couldn't work, and all of a sudden they were firms. And these firms were formed out of, hey, she created a black hole. We filled it with this drug from Miami that came in. As a 15-year-old kid, I watched people dying on crack. I am controversial on this. I, I state that cocaine, weirdly enough, saved people because crack was killing people. Cocaine doesn't kill anyone. No. It might ruin your state of mind. It might ruin your bank balance. It might kill you off with your family for 30 or 40 years. It might do all these things and it's a terrible thing. But crack killed people. Five of my mates died. I, I went to all sub school. Within six, seven years after leaving school, five, six of them died. Crack absolutely killed the city. Cocaine pulled it away and almost was the main drug. Well, it did become the main drug then. And, then so, everyone and I, I, I blame that on Margaret Thatcher and the managed decline because I don't think people grow up or want to be drug dealers. You know, they want to, if they, it's a good job there to have and, and there's a good career, then they're probably going to go down that route. And an awful lot of our people at the time couldn't find a job, couldn't feed the kids. You can't feed your kids and you smash your window or you sell drugs. Of course. 
See, that's what I mean. It's like Liverpool is the same again, going back to that panorama thing that come out last week. They glorify, not glorified, but they're saying Liverpool's the mecca of all, like, you know, it, it started the cocaine trade and then heroin, which is, which is probably is what happened. But they're trying to, like, put people off doing, doing what, like, that sort of work, but they were sort of glorifying it. So, like, all these young kids who are smoking weed and that now, they're going to be like, oh, yeah, where the, where the, you know, there's stats now about the shootings and there's a lot of people getting here to, you know, like, stay bullets and that. But a lot of it's happened since everything's being taken down. So that's probably the battle for the it's new the people. Yeah. So so we had the battle 20-odd years ago and then there's a battle now coming again. Um, my view is we need to be in control of our own narrative. We need to start um, pushing out a positive... Um, stories about what the city is doing, how the communities are building exactly, together. Yeah. We're not doing that, are we? No. We're allowing people to come into our city like Panorama yeah. and others and start dictating to their own design and in order for it to be strong enough and clickbaitable, click yeah. they are creating a narrative which is always going to be negative. It's never going to be positive. Of course. So we need to grab that off, that pen off them and, and write it out ourselves. Exactly. Which at the moment we're not doing. It's like, as I said, I done a video. Like, um, obviously there was a high profile. I don't really want to go into a case. You got found guilty, and then you put it out the day later. That's only for views because it was still clickbaitable. They titled it about him, and you know what I mean. Like he hadn't even been sentenced. Mm. So does that give a just putting a program like that out? give a thingy to the judge to go worse or lean I don't know. It should have waited a bit. A bit. That's my thoughts on it anyway, do you know what I mean? So really, weirdly enough, that same judge was the same judge that oversaw uh, one of Joe's cases. Um, so I, I do think that judge is quite level-headed uh, or seems to be. I mean, I don't know that person at all. But I, I do think that I'm going back to the narrative. Yeah. We need to control our own narrative going forward. And if we don't, we are going to be trodden on again, just like we were in the 80s. And we got brutalised in the 80s. We went from um, a city where everyone everyone loved Liverpool, the Beatles, we had our own TV shows, we had everything going on. And then all of a sudden, we were laughing stock. Everyone's going around, wigs on their head, going, calm down, calm yeah, down. Yeah. And we were just a laughing stock. I, I, I took my mum to, um, to a funeral about four months ago in Norwich, and uh, I went up and I got three Diet Cokes from my mum and dad and uh, we sat down after after the funeral and as I as I got the drinks from the bar, the guy went, uh, uh, that's seven quid, I went to, he's a tenner mate and he went to, and I went, keep changing, he went, will the, uh, will the, will the hubs be on, still on my, on my car when I get back out? Oh. I thought, wow, you know, like, he, and this kid was 21. So it's, it's, it's transferred from people who would now be 50, 60, yeah. who would know that those stories from then, it's transferred to, to now. And now we're giving them uh, more fodder to throw on the fire. Exactly. We're giving more to come at, at us. And, and all I'm saying is that the people that run the city and the elections up on the, May the 4th um, will will be in power for another four years. Yeah. Um, and I don't think they have the skill set to change the narrative which will enable us to get back to where we were. So is it Labour, Labour on Liverpool, don't they? 
all major cities pretty much are run by Labour. I know that's Yeah, because it's the Conservative government, but the Labour run the city. So Conservatives have the most MPs, but Labour has the most councils. Yeah, yeah. And city centre. It's the same in America. The Democrats run most of the cities, yeah. like New York and whatever. A lot of people don't know that. That, like, they just look at, like, all Conservative country, but Liverpool is run by Labour, isn't it? So, so MPs aren't allowed and do not get involved in how councils are run at all. MPs are there for the House of Parliament. Uh, councillors, which is what we're having on May the 4th, yeah. are the people that... They're the local own, election. That yeah, they're the one. I mean, overall, everything together, Liverpool spends a billion pounds a year. Yet we have people with very little skill set who um, oversee that. And I'm not, I'm not pouring scorn on every single councillor. We have got some councillors which are very, very good, by the way. But the vast majority aren't. And normally get positions of, say, housing when they have no knowledge in housing, say, regen when they have no knowledge in regen. Any skill set in any world, like you've been a YouTuber now for a year and a half, you probably have a real amazing skill set of the five years. The first year, you probably made loads of mistakes. Oh, yeah. Well, why Definitely. should we allow anyone to make loads of mistakes in our time with our money? Yeah. And that, that's what we do. It's exactly what we do. Is there anyone running now who who can get in and sort it, do you think? We've got 32 councillors run, running under the umbrella of Liberate Liverpool, which is going down, well, pretty much in the north of Liverpool, where Labour is dominant. Yeah. We're not going to leafy suburbs. We're not going up against the Lib Dems or Liberals. Uh, and we hope to be able to um, generate as much funding as we possibly can not gift away the assets like the last regime done and use that money then to go into what is the 30 wards, what was the 30 wards, it's more like 65 now, but 30 wards. So the community hubs, the the uh, youth centres, revitalise those and create them into job creators for the 15, 16, 17-year-old kids that are just, you know, like left to just rack and ruin because they didn't go down the path of university. So if you don't go down the path of university, it's your own fault. Well, that's not how I see it. You know, Scousers, and I was a 15-year-old with no future, with no qualifications. I picked myself up and, and made sure I'd done something with myself. Um, not everyone has that skill set or drive or desire. So it's about bringing back those youth centres, creating these community hubs again, and um, and giving our communities back in, and locking in people into those communities so they don't want to leave. Yeah. Yeah, because I, 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 do, I do think a lot of the youth now... I remember years ago in school, you were like, remember you had like your careers day and all that. Mm. I do think a lot of the youth now strive to be, as we've just touched on, the likes of, oh, I won't go to uni, I'll just sell drugs. So I I'm hoping you're wrong with that, but you are right with it in the past. Mm. I'm hoping that the negativity from many of the the kid in the BMW that was there every single weekend yeah, it on his pitch. I think this one just go gone... On. We will we'll, we'll shake a lot of people, that yeah. sentence. Yeah, so, so, so the skill set here is, as, as the negativity of people getting put away, people getting shot, all the mid, that, that yeah, becomes yeah. from, from, from the, the jostling for positioning, um, it would be amazing if we got into power on May the 4th and we changed the narrative. Yeah. And we start talking about, you know, um, successes rather than failures. We don't give the national press the opportunity to come in and pour scorn on the city again, like they clearly do and they like doing. Yeah, you know, it. the Sun still loves writing stories about wow. Liverpool and kicking us where they can. There was a story in uh, the other day um, about uh, uh, various footballers getting a loan from our council for 1.2 million and they should have paid the money back already by now and they haven't paid it back. 
stories like that, any story that you can get, which is actually a disgusting thing for my council not to get, get 1.2 million back off a load of footballers who they give a loan to. Why are they giving loans to footballers who are on probably a million pound a week or God knows whatever they're on? You know, huge amounts of money and, and high-end footballers, by the way. You know, very high-end footballers. So, you know, what, why are we giving these newspapers these like steps to get on yeah. and just obliterate us all the time? It's always Liverpool, isn't it? I know, it's you couldn't. Liverpool. There's no way. And you can let me know in the comments. If you go on YouTube and that, you wouldn't find a documentary that's, like, positive or, oh, Liverpool, have, like, you know, they're doing well for themselves. When it was booming with Joe Anderson, as you say, with the bills and all that, there's no documentary about that. No, and and um, it's sad, really, going back to Joe, because I do believe when Joe came into power, he was what I call an entrepreneurial socialist. He was very entrepreneurial in how he put things forward, and he also was really well intentioned with um, with our most unfortunate people. I just think he got discoloured along the way. You and just, it's really sad, really, for Joe. You just can't win, though, because even when that was happening, I remember them, like, taking our thing away. Was it, um, no, the culture thing? Well, so... Because of, of the dock skyline and all yeah. that. Yeah, so UNESCO. So we, you know, we lost that because they believed that we were taking away the skyline. Joe was against UNESCO, and, and I'm I'm someone that does list of buildings all the time, and so I'm, I'm all about heritage. I'm all about keeping it. The UNESCO skyline that we had was difficult to keep hold of, and there's, there's, there's arguments for and against. What Joe's argument was, um, you know, you can't tell us how high we can take our buildings yeah. uh, and where we can put our buildings. Um, and he saw that as a negative about for forest development because they had the right to come in over and above the plan department of the council and, and and pull it in. So that was Joe's angle to it. And and in the end, we lost it. And we lost it. I think it was down to Everton's football stadium in the end, which actually is about a mile away from the Three Graces. It's the Three Graces, which are the main pulling points yeah. of the UNESCO skyline. Um, and Everton was so far away. So, uh, look, what's there's your point, an argument for and against it. What's your point on... The actual stadium, when it was coming out, that he was going to be funding it and stuff like that. What's your point on that? So the, he wasn't funding it. He was guaranteeing it. So okay. he, he wasn't going to raise the money and gift the money over. He was guaranteeing the money to the, whichever bank they were going to go to. And it was for 300 plus million. Yeah. Um, and, and I think that would have been an extremely poor decision. And the reason why I'm saying that, and I'm an Everton fan, by the way. So uh, let's just say Everton are what? 25% chance in the next... Five years to go down, let's just say. So it's one in four chance Everton could go down in the next five years. If that is the case and Everton go down, they lose the 140 million a year deal from Sky yeah. and therefore can no longer afford to pay the interest on the 600 million or whatever it would be uh, debt that they have on that stadium. So two things. One, Everton, just like Arsenal and, other t and Tottenham, couldn't, play, couldn't pay for, for a new team again. And Everton needs know, a new yeah, team. Oh, yeah, because they're only point. just... Arsenal are only just getting out of that it, now, aren't it, they? It took them 10 years yeah. because they had to pay the interest and pay for the, pay yeah, for the stadium. Yeah. So they, they, there's your and first point. The other one is, what happens if Everton go down? They could go down this year. Okay, so let's just say they go down then. Not even built. Okay, let's just say they go down. They can't pay the interest because they're not getting 140 million quid. They're going to have an awful lot of players that are over overpriced. Yeah. Uh, the wages are going to be too high. They're going to have to get rid of all the best players right away. So now, and then we haven't got the money to go and pay for it again because we've got to pay the interest on the loan. 
So Everton couldn't do it. Well, he can't go to Tranmere, can he? Who did he go to? It's different if Liverpool City Council want to give a loan to say um, Joe Bloggs. Joe Bloggs comes along, says I want to buy a building, and for whatever reason, Liverpool City Council want to give him a seventy percent loan to value. Known for well, it's ten million pound to buy. Liverpool City Council give him seventy percent loan to value. It's seven million pound. They give him seven million pound. If Joe Bloggs goes bust. They know they're always going to get the £7 million back because it was worth £10 million. There's a valuation for £10 million. Yeah, yeah. There's a queue of people that will pay them £7 million because they know it's worth ten. Anyone will buy it off you. You haven't got the same queue of Everton go down. There's no one that's going to take the stadium. So then Liverpool would, would have been shackled with a £300 million debt. Yeah. And I thought it was the worst decision ever. This is the sort of problem what you have when you have an autocracy or a mayor or someone who's been in power for 12 years because the ultimate power corrupts absolutely. And I, I'm not saying that was a corruptible thing, but it was a corruptible thought. It was based upon his desire to be Mr. Everton, yeah. I think, yeah. and not on his desire for the city. He was voted in to run the city, city yeah. not to run Everton. But they had the Russian as well, didn't he? And he's been because it was didn't he have the name well, and rights? Didn't he? So, so let's say say the the Russian who whether he's going to be there in a year's time or not, and whether he's ever there at all. Um, but the Russian, let's say he's worth fourteen billion. Let's just say he's worth fourteen yeah. billion. What do you need a three hundred million pound loan from from Joe Anderson for? Because he he was going to be naming it, wasn't he? Because they had to take the yeah. signs off Goodison, haven't they? So that they mm. they were saying he's paying for it, but then it, and then but then he was saying the council. That, and so I was just like, hey, look, just just to put an end, end to that Everton chapter, the the decision in the end, Joe collided with Joe actually being dismantled from being mayor. Yeah. So um, it was a good thing for that because it would have been the wrong decision for the city. Yeah. So we're paying for that now, that Everton. Evan, yeah, yeah. I'm, I don't know that much about it now. All, all I know is that um, that the, they're paying for it. It'll be an amazing stadium when it's yeah, done, it and, be, yeah. and that's amazing for the. For I the think club. it's going. I think it's going to be used as like a, um, you know, concerts, other stuff as sure. well, isn't it? Yeah, but, but don't forget the ACC Liverpool's stadium that Liverpool built. Uh, which was supposed to generate millions of pounds of the profits over the last two years, have lost seven million pound for the council. So we, as taxpayers, have had to foot the bill of seven million pound for the ACC, and that was supposed to have lots of bands in there all yeah. the time, whatever. But just lost seven million pound. We've had to fill the gap of the seven million pound. Yeah, because I think that because um, Liverpool is a built-in thing, all the all the like residents voted against it, didn't you know all the concerts and all that? Because like they, I don't know. They done four. I think they do four a year or something like that. It's not not much, the, is it? Look, I, I think council should stick to what council does best. Yeah, I, but what our council doesn't do anything best. But um, I think Joe was going with his heart on it though, because I know he's a bad blue nose, isn't he? <laughs> and that's why he should have stood away. That's why he yeah, should have yeah, done it. definitely. And he should have gone to maybe a committee, and they'd have come up with the the yeses or the noes. Yeah, and and it would have come out as a no because th th there is no option out. Everything you do in life should have an option out. There was no option out. There was nothing. There was no one there that would come in and take the place of Everton if Everton failed. No, of course. Because Liverpool are building aren't where they are, aren't they? So they, they wouldn't be bothered. Yeah, I know what you're saying. But, um, yeah, so I was speaking to you. So a lot, a lot of little mad things happening. You were telling me about a little threat on you as well, was there? It wasn't a little threat. It was a well, well <laughs> a massive threat, <laughs> I should say. Yeah, we, we were. I was just in the middle of, of COVID and... Um, uh, Shankly was closed down and we uh, had three detectives turned up uh, at the door, knocked on the door, came in, uh, said, go and get 
Mrs. Kenwright, I said to them, have, have I done something wrong? He went, no, not at all. So we sat down. They gave me and my wife uh, and husband one, uh, which we had to sign. They said they had a um, house waiting for us in Wales for us to leave that night. They intercepted a message. Now, it was before encrypted phones. I knew about encrypted phones, yeah. but I didn't know they were watching encrypted yeah, phones. Yeah. But it all come out. But obviously they were. Yeah, yeah. So they said, uh, there's a message, we've intercepted messages uh, of your imminent demise um, by people known to us who are very capable. We've walked around the entire estate of the Shankly Hotel. We've been downstairs in the car park. We know Victoria Street is extremely cameraed. We know your hotel is cameraed. Um, there is an option for you to stay here. I said, we want to stay here. They went, well, okay, then we're going to put a car outside of the Shankly, which they did do for six weeks. Yeah, and then after six weeks, I'm not going to say who the people who yeah, called yeah. me. Two two people called me. One a politician. Well, <laughs> one called me. It was in that way. It was in 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 a world. Let's just say that. Yeah. Uh, and um and a politician texted me. So uh, the person who phoned me said, "Do you think blah 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 is corrupt?" And I said, "I don't care. I'm trying to save my life, my business, yeah, yeah. everything." Um, and that was about a forty minute call. And then the next morning, the politician texted me and said, I hope you know I'd never hate you or your wife, blah, 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 blah. Three days later, police came and said, there's been a stand-down. Wow. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, them husband, I've heard them husband, so they give you, op they give you options, do they? Like, obviously, yeah. I don't think normally, I, th I think because the Shankly was closed at the time due to COVID, uh, I think they, they felt that it was far more secure than anywhere else would be. And I think the shuddering fact was when he stated these people are known and extremely capable. Yeah. Um, I'm pretty confident who those people are. And it was all because I was saying stuff on podcasts and it was all because um, I I know an awful lot. Yeah. And I know exactly who's who and what's what and how it works. And I think sometimes I've probably... Because sometimes when you're on podcasts, you, you sort of flow a bit too much and too close, and you don't realise that you're flowing a bit too close. And sometimes you're in a nerve, yeah. And that nerve is that's me, yeah. Because yeah, <laughs> yeah. most of my cokeheads anyway, so I'm not to death. <laughs> See, that's what I do as well. Like I step back, like I was standing about the the prison guard. She said she was speaking a lot about like how to get stuff in, and, all that. Mm. and I stopped back and thought, no, what? I'm going to edit that out because that'll probably stop people's, mm. you know what I mean? Flow. Yeah. And then that'll come back on me then. Mm. So yeah, I, I sort of sit back. And I know what you're saying though. You can, there's a lot of podcasts where you can just talk and talk and then before you know it. You're in trouble. Yeah. I, I, I've got no argument with any businessman and I've got no argument with any gangster. And yeah. I've never mentioned anyone's name. No. And, and I'm not interested in causing any issue to anyone. I just want, and I do believe most of the fraud and corruption is stopped. The problem is that the people that are in power today were the mechanism that supported Joe's decisions. Joe could not sign anything off. So when gifts were given out, and, and I'm talking about millions of pounds worth of, of assets, when they were given out, they were given out by the mechanism that supported Joe. That mechanism he's is still, still there, there today. Is he, yeah? Of course it is. Wow. Of course it is. So he's basically, see, 
It's hard, and a bit of a scapegoat, isn't he? Although he's let them in, I've, I've isn't that the way that works? Two. Yeah. Let's throw one uh, let's, under the let, bus. Let's give a sacrificial lamb, yeah. and everything will go away. Well, no, it's not. That mechanism is greedy. It's going to go into power now for four years again. That that mechanism is going to want to be fed again. Yeah, million percent. It's mad. I mean, a lot of people don't get into politics, and because it's it's they don't know about politics. I don't know about politics, but. That's where everything starts, isn't it? And grows up from politics, like, you know, people's decisions from, I don't know. Well, most decisions uh, within the political world are based on um, what businessmen would want. So most, uh, go to America, go to the extreme. You, uh, you, you can't tell me that Pfizer don't control those corridors of power. Oh, yeah. power. Okay, so 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 there's your extreme, isn't it? So there are there are decisions that are made, not made for the betterment of the people, but are made for the profitability of the companies. Mm. That's a fact. You know, you can go into pharmaceuticals, you can go into um into the companies that make all of our processed foods. You, you can go into, you know, why are they worried about COVID? Stop sugar, stop cigarettes. You'll you'll stop at least one third of, of all of all debts or early debts, yeah. premature debts, just by doing that. You know, the COVID thing that we all just had to endure was a very, very tough process for everybody. But I lost my business through it. Yeah. So um and then I ended up getting debt threats through it. So it was a very, very strange time for me, COVID, you know, not only losing your business, not only losing um, your will to live at times, yeah. you know, as you're getting battered, you know, the echo came out to me 85 separate times. Sometimes I was getting three stories in one day on three separate subjects, just on me, never killed anyone. Yeah, because I, I remember seeing all that, you know, like... Well, what did you the, think when you saw that? Wow, he's a bad dude. Yeah, he's to be honest, like the narrative again, narrative <laughs> yeah. in it, like... Yeah. Oh, he's... Do you not think it was a hit? Yeah, the investors have come over and he hasn't paid them back and all that shit, you know what I mean? Well, how, well first of all, how can you? But secondly, um, the, well, yeah, exactly. the, investors, the investors and I are working very closely to sort out uh, an end result which will be good for everybody. Um, we have a chair of the investors that I helped to create yeah. uh, and I speak to them pretty much every other day uh, on how we buy, how we buy back, if we can buy back the Shankly Hotel, and make sure that everyone gets paid. That's something that I'm working on, and hopefully we'll have some good news on that in the next couple of months. So is the Shankly being put into liquidation? Is it? Well, it's in administration. Administration. Yeah. So it's, it's slightly different in, in term. Not an awful lot of difference, but is it's that the that. only one out of your portfolio? That's no, no. Signature Living went into administration. Oh, does it? Yeah. Yeah. Well, we had. Um, Two hundred and fifty million pounds worth of assets and one hundred and twenty million pounds worth of debt. And My that default was through, interest through through was COVID. Millions. Yeah, through COVID. Yeah. yeah. So, so the issue will always be: how do you ensure that you turn that round um, to do the best what you possibly can and don't run away? Because most developers, once the administrator comes in, normally run, and 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 rightly so because the the the. Um, it's a very tough, tough, traumatic period to go through. Really hard. You got to be a certain type of person to try and stay around i don't know of anyone that stays around yeah so i'm probably the only one that i know of that stayed around stayed in the business uh, in order to give the best deal possible for the investors yeah um, which is really tough because out of a lot of investors you'll always get people that are unhappy but you've got to stay in there 
Yeah, and keep on trying. So hopefully in the next couple of months we'll have a, a good news deal. Yeah, because they, 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 as I said, it was I remember it all over the newspapers. Mm. But then they haven't come out. As I say, you say again narratives. They haven't come out and done a piece on you saying, look, he's sticking in there. He's well, they never will, go. will he? So, so uh, there was a letter sent by the chair of the investors to say that they're working together with us, and um, you know we're looking for an outcome which will best suit everybody. Uh, Lawrence is working with us. You know, thank God he's with us. Thank God he's helping us. Not interested in doing that story. No. So, but then you can't blame sort of the Echo or any newspaper because sadly, bad news sells. It does. It's and it, that's why they go to it. So I'm not it. knocking anyone for that. That's Yeah, it is. It, it's everything I've learned, especially from being on YouTube. You know, they just love drama, love bad news. It's crazy. It's mad. Well, you'll know by the traction you get off a, a negative clickbait to a positive. Oh, yeah. I can, I can million percent. I can sit there and make up stories about whatever, do the title, and you'll get thousands and thousands of views. It's mad. It is mad, and but I'm the same. I'll click on one to watch it. You know I'm what I mean? I'm the same as well. Yeah. I, to be honest with you, I haven't watched TV now for probably four or oh, five no, years. I haven't. I, and I can't watch a film. I'm, I'm ten minutes, and I want to know what's happened. I know. Well, that's the thing with podcasting. A yeah. lot of it. A lot of it's. It's all short form now, isn't it? Mm -hmm. Like the likes of your TikToks and it's Instagram, everything. Yeah. Yeah. So. It, even YouTube's got shorts now what they pay out on so it's all short form and a lot of people so like podcasting if you keep it to an hour or so you're alright but yeah. the long form ones it's yeah, I know what you're saying I haven't watched telly for, I turned our Sky thing on the way I used to record the things and mm. it's just all jammed with all I haven't watched it for God knows how long because no. it's YouTube Netflix or whatever Wait, but, so, so now YouTube obviously is the main way to get a message over Oh, yeah, a million percent. So, you know, go back to when I was a kid, uh, everyone would be glued to BBC at a certain yeah. time or, or, or Gennady at a certain time, and that was it. So, you know, now when you look at how people advertise and how people pay for that advertisement, it's a lot different. Isn't it? And it's all this cancel culture, isn't it, as well? So, like, if you get too much traction on YouTube, they'll just cancel you. I, I do think, though, since Elon Musk took over Twitter, I do think there's been an, an easement of... Oh yeah, Twitter. And, yeah. And, and, well, in Twitter, but I think it's it's now cascading over to the to the channels as well. Yeah, the is because there's a lot of people who've been cancelled, who've um, who've been reinstated now. Um, but yeah, if you, whereas you you'd be screaming out for a, yourself, say like you, you're opening an hotel, you'd be screaming out for the news to come, wouldn't you? Mm. But you don't have to stand there now and do a video but, on YouTube. But don't, don't forget when Elon Musk got into Twitter, the first thing he said is about how many ex FBI. Uh, agents were actually working within Twitter and were therefore they were the ones who, who were cancelling uh, narrative yeah so that's you're into a different world now aren't you you know you, it ain't yeah. just about like social media now you've got uh, the FBI creating what they want to go out as opposed to what should go out Mate, it's crazy like it's a rabbit hole are you, are you up with <laughs> yeah. like uh, just a quick one yeah remember that um, thingy bully Another girl who went walking and got found in the river, Nicola Bully. Oh, yeah, yeah. Have you seen that case? No. How no. fucking fucked up and corrupted it is. So I, we were, big shout exposure TV, we were on that doing, like, no, like, putting videos of, like, how they got away with this, the, 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 the. Yeah. Next thing, they fucking cancelled this channel. Did they? Yeah, next wow. day. Wow. Just out of the blue. Wow. 
crazy. <laughs> there's there's about a million rabbit holes there, but yeah. you just but you just sort of as soon as you yeah. as soon as, like with me with the Encro stuff, the yeah. shadow bandit, they hit me with a copyright strike. It's my own podcast. I can't be copyrighted, so I just fought it. That's why it hasn't got mil- thousands and thousands and thousands yeah, of views because it's shadow banned. Yeah. So basically, they just shadow banned. They bo- they blocked me out of Facebook the day before it was coming out so I couldn't post and say it's out but then you've got people like Russell Brand who've got you know six million followers and, and get enormous traction I think at some point you go you know what we're in that much out of Russell Brand let's just crack on and, yeah. and leave him alone and let's put our own guy on him their own internal guy to ensure that he doesn't go too far maybe yeah. there's a lot of I think the, with the cancel culture as well I think it's like um, what do you call it like um I'm just looking at the time then. There's a there's a lot of um, other platforms now opening. No, like Rumble, Rumble, yeah, yeah, yeah. the likes of yeah. them who are like we can say what you want, but that'll only last so long. You know what I mean? Well, I do think YouTube are are sort of taking taking the uh, the foot off the neck now, um, especially with cancel culture, especially with wokeism um yeah. covid all these things now there seems to be an awful lot more information coming through uh, than was ever before and yeah. people seem to be a little bit more relaxed than what they're saying because mm. it definitely is going and swinging the other way because i do think um youtube must be looking at all these up-and-coming new channels thinking they're going to take us away from where we are because they are without doubt ah oh. They're the second biggest search engine in the world. They're enormous. Them and Google, Jesus. But, but, the, but every month, it's just getting, just strangling it more and more for, like, the creator. Like, you can't swear. Like, it used to be, like, the first 15 seconds, but you can't even, you can basically can't swear now on on, on things or yeah. you don't get paid. You no, know, like, ads. Now, some people, I've got a business, I'm all right, but some people's lives are YouTube, you No, know, like, the money in there. Mm-hmm. And it's crazy, the guidelines. They've gone more on, like, the... What's going over in? I can't even say the words, but you know, the the fighting that's going on. Mm-hmm. They keep going on about that. Don't mention that. Don't mention that. But but why can't you mention it? Do, do you get an email or do you have someone speaking? No to email. Yeah. Do you? They just send me an email like off YouTube. No, yeah. Okay. I, I would imagine it goes to everyone. Saying make sure remember the guidelines. That you can't speak about that. You can't say that word. That word. That word. That word. Or you'll be demonetized. It's crazy. So, so they're basically not letting you speak about what's going on. It's mad, isn't it? Would you speak about that if you could? I wouldn't. No. Uh, th- there's videos where I have done before, like you know, when it was building up to it and, and they've been demonetized, but I wouldn't. But I bet you there's a lot of channels that are closer to home to today that want to and they can't. But you, but your your knowledge is, is street-driven, isn't it? it it's the, your understanding of what's going on in the street. And yeah. You've got a lot more knowledge than what you than what you put out on your channel. Yeah. You've got a lot more. Yeah, yeah. See, I think a lot of people realise, like I have, but there's a lot of things that I've never, that I can't speak about because... But you, so, so, so here's my view, right? Yeah, yeah. It, me speaking to you for five minutes before, um, I got more from you in the five minutes than what I got off you. Not, not, not that I don't find that interesting, by the way, I do find that interesting yeah, yeah. and I do watch it. But the five minutes would have got a few before, I, I, I went, wow, you're so, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. You know exactly, because I know it from a slightly different perspective than you. Yeah. But we both knew the same thing, yeah, yeah. didn't we? Yeah. But I wouldn't have got that from your podcast. No. So you, you guard that and all the backwards. I don't as much guard it. 
Yeah. Because I think unless we get out the failures of the past, we're going to make them again and again and again and again. And we're doing it now. We're doing it from the 80s. We're doing it again. Similar culprits from the yeah. 80s, similar culprits now. But the garden that I do, if I was to speak about it, I could, I could fucking get me thingy, you know what I mean? So <laughs> it's hard, you know what I mean? It, I, I suppose it's how you say it, but the, 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 the things that you were speaking about before uh, are situations that I think that would help the youth in, in the future. Yeah. I have you've been got that skill set, haven't you? Yeah, I have been at, like, people who know me obviously know, and then they've, like, messaged me, why don't you do videos on such and such? For example, when that shooting first happens, yeah, yeah. Like, why don't you call the lad out? You know, don't you? And I'm like, well, that's well, different. I've got to live here, and yeah, I, no. So know. I'm not saying that. I'm not. I, no, I know what you're saying. Yeah, but I'm not saying. Don't, do don't, I'm not saying do that. I'm yeah, saying, yeah. I know what you're saying. I can, I could speak a lot more grounded and get and get eye to eye with like the you know. I'm just a scouse lad who like yourself, but. I, I don't put it out there that with I... With the experience, though. Yeah, with the experience of a lot of people don't... Because I get messages saying, oh, Joe, you, you, you're not a proper scouser, you've never been to jail and this, that, and the other. Now, I've got the experience, so I'll put that out there, and I've never been to jail. So, am I clever? Am I, I don't know. That's for you to find out, you know what I mean? But I have got the experience, and I could... I understand what you're saying. I could touch the youth more... But then I'm just scared of like something, I don't know, I don't know, with this culture, could they come and grab you, I don't know, do you know what I mean, it's mad. You've got skill set and understanding of, which not a lot of people have, yeah. you coming out to the kids that are on the street, that are about to make all of them the same mistakes that you didn't make because you never went inside, so ultimately you never made the mistakes. Yeah, yeah. But to the ones that made those mistakes, I think is immeasurable. I yeah, think it is. Valuable. Well, that's it. I, I've done videos, you know. I'm I'm from the the well. It was on that put that thing, yo. The um, Panorama, the Grasdale Estate, the mm. biggest thing. I'm from there. I grew up through there, and come out the other end. So yeah, I, I mean, I, I I haven't really spoke my story. I did a bit on Billy Moore's, but I was still like that on on his one. Like Olden back. I didn't want to go in in case people mm. were. But yeah, I don't know what you're saying. I'm sort of a success story, if, if anything, from being on them estates, know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, but 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 I don't really speak about stuff like that, but I know what you're saying. Yours is a different angle than Billy, Billy Moore's. Yeah. Your, your, your story, you know, his story is really about when he, when he left the shows and he, and he went away. And he's got some stories for here as well, not bemoaning them. But his story is basically about, you know, when he went to Thailand and, and what, what went on there. And, yeah, and yeah. he created the film. And, and that's an amazing story, what he's done there. And now he's turned himself around from being an addict. Yeah. You know, and, and now he's, you know, he's, he's certainly doing great things, you know, for, for youth and whatever. Yours is a different story. Yours yeah. is more, um, forgive me for saying this, guttural. It's more, it's more about, you know, the, the actuality yeah. of Liverpool life yeah. and how you grow up on the streets understanding the fames of the streets yeah yeah and you know that's a skill set that mate that yeah. understanding how you meander in and out and 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 not get pegged exactly wow you know like that 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 puts the ears on the back of my neck yeah up. yeah well that's what a lot of people don't understand they, they always look at you and go you're like two streets away from them and you gotta do, do you front them do you not front them do you, do you walk in do you walk down it do you know they're gonna be there they're gonna be who's gonna come around on a bike <laughs> mate like wow. where i because like, i get it's mad wow I didn't didn't actually live on the Grasdale. I lived on like Gracie, which is one street away from Scotty mm -hmm. and one street away from the Grasdale. And the Grasdale were having with Scotty. 
Yeah. And I've got to fucking drive home yeah. and, and sit in the yeah. middle of it all. So when normal kids just walk home and just walk home yeah, yeah. And without a kid in the world, probably with the, the, the earphones in and not asked, you're hyper away. Yeah. You're thinking. You and that's probably what's done me good that going forward, you know what I mean? It's like, you know, you'll, you'll go into a bar, you'll always put your back to the, bar, to, to yeah, the wall. Yeah. You just do that naturally. But that's not normal. No, I know what you mean. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Anyway. That's what, I, no, I know what you're saying. And it's a good, it's a good thing to put out there for, for people to see today. Do you know what I mean? I, I'd love you to do that. I'd love you to. Yeah. I'm not asking you to name anyone. No one's. No, well, do you know what? It, it could be a good idea because I've got, I've got, I have co-host. Maybe I could do my podcast where they interviewing me. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And because as I say, I, I went on Billy Moore's, but I, I didn't really want to speak much about like the, the guys. I don't know. I just felt like I'd get a backlash, but I get what you're saying. And then people would understand me more rather than just guessing. That's what they always get. I get a lot of guessing people. Oh, you mustn't have done that. You mustn't be know. I'm not saying to be a big gangster or an ex-gangster or whatever, mm-hmm. but to know where I've come from and then I, you know, but but, but I'm, I'm I'm not saying about what's the skill set to be the top gangster. I'm saying what's the skill set to survive? Yeah, to survive the hiding, the chase. Yeah, your heart beating. You've only gone the shop. Oh yeah, I get what you're saying. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I'm, I'm yeah, talking yeah. about how oh, yeah, you surviving be. on the street. It's not about being the top dog. It's about surviving yeah it is especially back you, then it was you, when you're, you're 12 and you're walking down the streets and you know you're gonna get hiding because you, your mates yeah have fell out with them the night before and you know it's on and you've got to try and work out how to get home yeah yeah <laughs> that's not normal it was it was a hard time especially when when me mate died and i think that's where it really blew up and i was i knew them i grew up to school with that side of it but then I was from that side, so that was like the hardest point. And I was older then. I was yeah. like seven, eighteen, you know what I mean? But the weird thing is you get used to it. Yeah. And you think that's normal. Yeah. And but it's not. I know. So it's about like kids understanding um that that that's a form of PTSD. Yeah. That that could manifest itself into you. Oh yeah, it definitely is. later on to escape it all. Yeah, million percent. I know what you're saying. Million percent it is. Because even though you, I think it's normal, it's not, as you say. That 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 that's not because normal. of the life you've lived, type of thing. Do you know what I mean? And behavior breeds behavior. Yeah. And then your kids end up doing the same thing. I'm not saying your kids will. No, be, but know, I know what you mean. Yeah. And it goes on. And, and it's on. like Billy going back to them quickly. Um, like, um, I can only imagine what his PTSD is like being in that jail in Thailand and that. Do you know what I mean? Like. Well, so so he, he he found his escapism from his noise in his head to be drugs. Yeah, that's what and, I mean. And for yeah. a long period of time. And now he's found harmony in his life and he's cool. Oh, yeah. Because me and him, like, after this podcast, there was a bit of back and forth. Me, only because people shit there. And, mm. But now with Kurt, with sound, he's going to be coming on, Billy. Yeah. Um, Good guy, Billy. Yeah, he's sound. I, I, we just... We just got off on the wrong foot off the back of that podcast, you know what I mean? But we're saying now. A lot of people think that we still beefing that, but I don't beef it no one on YouTube, but there's some stivvies on there, but that's about it. But um yeah, so we're coming to an end now. So so what what what's your plans going forward now then, Luz? Well, I hope um Liberate Liverpool uh, gets the votes required to have enough councillors to make a change. We we won't be able to take over the council even on our our best day. We haven't got enough councillors running. There's 85 councillors in total. We're running on 30, 
two of those posts. Yeah. Uh, hopefully we might get 20 odd councillors. The, uh, the election's on the 4th of May. Uh, people need to register to vote by the 17th of April. Are you running for Everton? I'm I'm not running like anywhere. The yeah, the, the, there's part of Everton because it's all been split up now. Yeah, yeah. Um, so there are places, um, and and I just hope that I can help the city in whatever way, um, and and help guide tourism and help guide developments in the city. Well, you've got the brain to do it. I can clearly see that, and what I've seen on your other podcast. And don't forget how big of a company you've built up. Even though, yeah, COVID's it and that. But at its peak, mate, signature living was taken over. I yeah. know that. Well, we'll be back. We're, we're coming back. We're, we're coming back with our investors. Yeah. Um. So it's not like the investors being thrown out and spat out. We're coming back with the investors and we're going to be bigger and better than what we've ever been yeah. before. And they will be my bosses. And I'm happy about that. Yeah. Because I, I want to be known as the guy that never ran away. Yeah. And stuck to it and stayed there and kept on pushing until I got the sights back for them. It hasn't happened yet, so I can't say it's happened, but we're, we're certainly on our way to doing so. Yeah, because I think a lot, of, as I say, when the Echo were running all, I think a lot of people just thought, oh, he's done this, 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 just per usual, people think. But I know myself um, that, yeah, you're stuck in there. You could have easily just walked away, couldn't you? And, yeah, yeah. you know, yeah. let the yeah. administrators sort it out and all, whatever. Yeah, no, no, I'm still there with them. I'm still yeah. there trying to sort the deal out. Um, Please God, it happens. Um, I do think it will happen. Uh, but that's not my life. My life is about um, giving whatever I've got to help the city. Yeah. Uh, I tried to get at the table many times before. I was never allowed. I think I, I speak a different language than them. They don't understand entrepreneurial socialism. They don't understand and uh, understand uh, creating wealth and giving it naturally back. Uh, just like I did when I had the homeless shelters. I had two homeless shelters over a four and a half year period. So I understand uh, the problems of the street and how it works. And I don't think our council understand the problems of the street. And unless you sort out the street, it'll never go straight. Oh, many percent. So make sure, so so when's the vote got to be in by? You, you've got registered to vote by the 17th of April and the voting has to be in on the 4th of May. Yeah, so this will be out before then. Yeah. So make sure you just give them a, a vote if you can, you know, liberate Liverpool, it'll be a fresh, fresh start. They can't get any worse at the minute. I would imagine, <laughs> you know what I mean? That's but yeah, sure. it's been great yeah. having you on, Lance. And yeah. um, we'll we'll do, we'll get another one done once you know. Hopefully, you get yourself sorted with everything, mm. and then look forward to it. Yeah, you'll sort it out. Thank you. And yeah, we'll speak to you all again soon, people. With our with our next got some good guests coming up. Um, so yeah, I'll speak to you soon. Peace.